just as a review, what we've been doing in our class is we started with just stewardship and said we have talents. And uh, those talents, uh, you know, are, are kind of most of the time people would say uh, you, you have um, time, resources, and talents or abilities. Uh, you, you know, there's other things that we'll address in the group, but, but just you kind of have this thing of saying, like, I want to be a good steward of my life. And so however I can do that well, I want to do that. And so with the time I have, which none of us know how much time we have, but with the time I have, I want to use that well. And then faithfulness is, is saying just uh, we don't always see things as fruitful in our lives, but we want to be faithful and pray that God would make it fruitful. And so we're just saying, like, I'm trying to take each step every day to do the right thing. Uh, generosity was the next thing, and it kind of addressed why we should give uh, and, and, and what we should give and how we should give and helping you kind of think through that, how to live a generous life. And again, that does not just hide the money, but we have been working through the issue of the financial resources we have. And then the fourth week was on spending and, and it kind of thinking through how you choose a lifestyle, managing a budget, those kind of things. Fifth week was on debt and savings. And so uh, how do you think about how much debt you would incur, how much you should save? And then uh, the sixth week on materialism. And so uh, there's kind of that balance between like maybe enjoying like things and buying things while at the same time some people maybe like not enjoying things because they're fearful and so addressing all that stuff. So that, that's the big picture of where we've been and then we have six questions again that we're just following uh, from this study and, and we're going to just let those of you who are here just answer as you, uh, you know, want to or see fit to and we'll just kind of see where we get as we go along the way. Is that cool? Everybody good? Okay. We've never done one of these, you know, so it's like, we'll see. Okay. So first question. Can you each, and again, that doesn't mean every single person, but uh, if, if there's one from, from each group here, it would be great. Can you each give us a brief history of your relationship with money? That is, in your life, has money generally been plentiful or scarce? Have you generally struggled with being too generous or too thrifty, etc.? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I grew up in a single income family with three kids. And so we, we were not poor by any means, but money was definitely tight. Like we didn't go out to eat a lot. We took a vacation maybe every other year or so. So um, I don't know if that's what influenced my thriftiness, but I am definitely thrifty, probably to a fault. And that can be negative because it winds up making it to where I feel like I can't spend any money or enjoy anything um, in order to save money. And for me, coming into our marriage, that was the exact opposite. Um, my family, um, we never really lacked uh, anything. We pretty much had what we wanted, did what we wanted. Uh, I mean, we were never ostentatious or crazy, but um, I mean, we pretty well just lived a good, you know, wealthy, I guess you could call it, life. Um, and so coming out of that and, uh, and being married to someone who absolutely is very much conscious of every, every bit of spending, um, we had to get on the same page about 
about that because um, I had a tendency to think, well, I'm hungry uh, and there's a restaurant right there. I'll grab some food. Uh, and I specifically remember one day I came home and uh, she has a bank statement and lovingly says, I just want to show you this. And she goes through and points out uh, every place over the past month where um, I had eaten out. And I just, you know, we added it up. And I realized quickly, like, it was just a, a, a huge thing in my brain. And so it very much helped me think clearly about uh, my spending and about, you know, the fact that, okay, suddenly I have to be thinking about how we're spending our money. Anybody else? Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I grew up in a family who uh, I think early in my life money was pretty scarce, um, but then as, as I grew older it was not. And, uh, but my parents always kind of acted like it was, <laughs> and so they, they're pretty thrifty people. I think I kind of rebelled against that because it bugged me because I knew that they had a pretty good income, but they always wanted to uh, be more thrifty than they had to be. And so I've kind of struggled in, in the opposite direction, maybe, of being too loose with money uh, as, as I've kind of come into adulthood and had a family of my own. And so I think that's my battle. I hold money very loosely, which is good in a lot of ways because I don't have problems giving it away. Uh, but but as far as budgeting, saving, uh, that's, that's been a struggle and something I've had to uh, bring other people to hold me accountable uh, in, in that way. And that's the way I've been able to kind of overcome that, but it doesn't come naturally to me. So. Um, I would say my background has been kind of mixed messages because um, I think we had money but I had an extremely thrifty dad and an extremely you know generous mom who would you know spend on all of us or give it all away or whatever just not real conscious of it and so just like really mixed messages there um, like we lived in my dad's office just because he didn't want to spend the money on like a separate location for business and home and the, you know so just two like very extreme so it's been a learning process <laughs> has that I mean I'm just gonna step in there and ask you I think so for y'all it's been at times that's been tough you would say as far as well I think we're both the same and that we're both pretty loose you were just a little more loose with it and so our, our issue is always reining it in and, and being uh, trying to because we're not like a Ryan and Catherine where there's a real thrifty one. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, that, that's, that's our struggle in our, in our marriage. Okay, so I'm just thinking, that, you know, we'll just kind of watch our time here. But what passage of scripture has most influenced your thinking about money? I would say Psalms uh, 24, 1, and uh, it says the earth belongs to the Lord and the Lord alone, uh, and he created it. So um, certainly the, the being a, 
kind of like what we've been learning, but being a steward of what is his, not not ever really feeling an ownership, you know? Yeah, that deal of like, I've worked really hard for this, this is mine, you know, like that kind of fights against that tendency to not see it as the Lord's or him giving it to you to entrust it to him. You know, yeah. good. When I when I was looking at this question, I, I couldn't think of any one thing that was like, that stands out to me. Um, what I thought about was that if we understand the gospel, we understand that anything that we have, anything, um, you know, salvation number one is through God's grace alone, then we know that anything beyond that is also God's grace. And so that's how I think about anything that we've been given. Um, any m amount of money that we have, whether we worked for it or not, is only God's grace because God gave uh, us the grace to have the job and be able to work the job in the first place. So it helps me hold it a little, thrifty is a really nice word. I think of it this way, tight. <laughs> um, it helps me hold it a little more loosely because it's not mine anyway. Um, and so, I, I don't know, I, what's the flip side of that for you in spending? The more that I the more that I think about, <laughs> it's always been easy to, to part with money. I don't, I don't think of it as something that is just like my favorite thing. I don't need to have it. I don't feel this. Um, so whether it's using it for someone else or um, you know, buying the thing that I wanted, used to um, buying the thing that I wanted was, was more of the, of the thing. Now, I feel like for the most part, we just don't buy stuff unless we have to have it. <laughs> We've just kind of conditioned ourselves to be that way. Um, but it has been a hugely, I, I feel like both of us have grown a lot in the grace of, of being able to part with, um, part with money well, properly, in ways that help others. Yeah, the scripture uh, that, I, that just kind of immediately came to mind when I read that uh, question was, it's it's not about money necessarily, but it's uh, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. And I think for me that kind of covers all aspects of money. So it's how we make it, right, in our professions. It's how we use it, you know, whether it's giving or how we use it within our families. Um, and so, uh, and just our attitude towards it. So, like you said, are we seeing it as just God's grace, that it's really his, it should be used for his purpose, whether that's giving to organizations or whether that's, you know, taking our family on a vacation or wh whatever it is, you know, those things are uh, just trying to have that mindset, which I do not do perfectly by any means, but trying to develop that mindset of uh, being purposeful with it, but at the same time holding it loosely, but also having a purpose and a plan mm -hmm. to use it for God's glory and not just... Uh, well, we'll spend it till it's gone, you know, and then we, you know, then we'll eat rice and beans. So, uh, just just being a little more purposeful, and I think Brooke and I have both grown in that. But it, but that, that's not our natural tendency. So that has been always been a struggle uh, that has gotten better over time. I would say. 
Anybody else add to that? A specific one Jonathan and I talked about yesterday, in addition to the one he said, was um, the scripture of Proverbs 22.7. And for our house, the borrower is slave to the lender is a big deal to us. We um, mm -hmm. have really worked over the years to not have any debt, and it's mm -hmm. really important to us. So um, we only want to be slaves to Christ, yeah. not to a bank or to money. So. No offense to any bankers here. <laughs> <laughs> So the, the house would be a little separate from yeah, that? There yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I got you. All right. Anybody else in that, with that regard that would speak to that? Okay. So what's a big money mistake that you made? What did you learn from it? That's always fun to answer. Hard to pick just one. <laughs> I'll tell one of ours. Um, I'll tell one of ours because um, it piggybacks on what I just said about borrower slave to the lender. Um, we had, this was years ago, when our kids were really small, we had the opportunity to buy my grandparents' camper. And we had been, you know, out to see them when they camped and thought, oh, this would be really fun. We want to do this. And so, sorry. Uh, so anyway, and it's my fault, I convinced Jonathan that we <laughs> needed this camper. And so we went in debt for it. You know, we financed it and we had a lot of fun with it over the years, ended up selling it. But I think as I was saying over the years, us just really looking at debt and how we feel about debt. We look back at that and say, we shouldn't have done that. If we wanted something like that, we should have planned for it. We should have saved for it. It was one of those, I want it, I want it now, so I'm just gonna get it and we try not to do that anymore. So I think we learned, we learned from that. And it didn't put us in the poorhouse or anything. You know, it didn't, it didn't mess anything up, but it was just not a decision that lined up with the way we wanted to handle our money. And so. So now what do you do? Like if you were to say, I have this thing. I mean, do you ever save for stuff now? We do, and so now, and I still try to do it to him, and he has to <laughs> rein me in. But uh, we'll say, there's something we're saving for now and it's kind of a big thing and I wanted to just roll it into the refinance of the house not long ago and he's like no we're gonna save for it and so that's what we're doing and so we've learned from things like that and even though it takes patience and time and and all of that we're not gonna to be a slave to that we're gonna save it and plan for it and how long do you, how so long will that take you how long will that take you you think what we're saving for now two to three years two to three years. yeah so the key word to that is budget and then like maybe lessons learned too is like as a leader lead you know in contentment or kind of don't be lackadaisical in the budgeting you know what i mean so like and, and plus it's like a really big been a big growth thing from up for us since we start started in marriage so anyway. yeah yeah i was going to say something that um because i do think you know i spend a lot of time with people in our church and just different people uh Joanna is, and Joanna and Jonathan both kind of been, y'all been in doing budgeting for how long? We, we talked about that last night when we were talking through this. We think within the first year we got married because I really didn't want to do it. So how long we you really did want to do it. How long have you been married? 18 years this 18 year. 18 years, okay. Yep. So they've been doing budgeting for 18 years. So they've been through a lot of different stuff. There's a thing called YNAB, you need a budget. I don't know if y'all ever seen that app. But anyway, and I'm not good at it because I'll start it and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but 
the deal is, it's like it basically sets up, you know, your basic things, but then they're assigning money to like this project that they want to do or this thing that they want to purchase. And so she's assigning that every uh, month. And then she adjusts that, right? You're adjusting that as you go. Mm-hmm. But she's trying to assign a certain amount of money to something so that over time it's kind of storing up so that when that time comes, right, that you can mm-hmm. do that. So. And what's convicting going through a study like what we're doing is then you look at all those little savings categories or whatever and you look at the why behind them why am I doing this is even though you're doing it the right way is it for the right things right you know so so to Lanny's point the glory of, of God, yeah right? yeah are yeah. these things that we're saving to purchase for the glory of God are they the best ways we should use our money and that's hard to think through sometimes right but if we don't like meet and plan that and and you could say that I mean so even a few years ago we started budgeting our time as well but like so it meshes together so we don't get like partially through the week and we and we're totally on different wavelengths and yeah. something doesn't get done that we wish would have got done. Or, mm-hmm. But again, we sometimes we'll miss a week. Uh, just it's not perfect. Yeah, don't put it off. Start somewhere, right? And, yeah. yeah. How often do y'all meet to, like, discuss stuff? Sunday afternoon. Once Sunday a week afternoon. is the goal. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, so the money part is probably on Fridays a lot. And yeah. then the time. the time is probably on Sunday afternoons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else? on big money mistakes or just a money mistake? Um, I think I was really anxious when we got out of the military. We had moved a lot, rented homes, nothing was really ours, and I was just ready to have a nice big house, like right away, you know? He was just starting a practice, and and so that was just like an overwhelming amount of debt, like right off the bat. Getting out of the military and which had all the benefits, and you know, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, too much. You were wanting a home. But I was ready for, I was like, you know, let's put down some roots and get that nice big house and grow into it. And it was looking back just too much all at once. So, got a little greedy. (laughs) Okay, for the married, and, and this is, uh, again, we kind of, I stepped into that just for a moment with them because I felt like they'd been, they were kind of talking about some of those areas. But so how has managing money become more difficult in marriage? What have you learned about that? I don't know. I might say more difficult or, or better. I mean, I think you could kind of give us either one of those. But. Well, I've, I've already said it kind of, but personally, I feel like managing money has become easier and better by having someone to help hold me accountable. Um, and I think that in some ways, I think we would both say, I think she would say on the opposite, on the flip side of that, of not being, you know, too tight-handed um, with things. I think, I think in, that's one way that for our marriage particularly, we balance each other well is, um, is my more, I guess, eh, whatever, and, <laughs> and her more, no, let's, let's save. And so it, it works well together. So I would say it hasn't become more difficult Maybe for her, because she's like, stop spending our money. <laughs> but I feel like it's been, it's been a wonderful gift uh, marriage has for my money spending thing. Okay, I would say in terms of the, the, like the way we're opposite, it's been good for me because I needed someone to help me learn to live a little. And so, for example, we just took a very spur-of-the-moment trip to Branson 
um, we just got back last night. And I, we had the opportunity to do it, and I was like, yes, we need to do this, we need to do this, and then I started looking at how much it was going to cost. And he was like, well, so do you not want to do it now? I'm like, well, I don't want to spend the money. <laughs> and so the, what we have learned, and this is what works well for us, is if we've decided that we have the money, we can afford it, um, it's not unwise for us to do it, then he, when we go on vacation, he's going to handle the money. And I don't look at how much anything costs <laughs> because then I enjoy myself and I don't stress everyone else out because I'm worried about the money of it. Now it's not even a problem. It's not even an issue of having it. But many of you know, he worked at Veritas Academy for almost 10 years and we were extremely tight. Like, I don't think people understand how tight we were on no government assistance whatsoever. We were living on one income, and so it was like we couldn't do vacations like that where we just ate out three meals a day. And so that's kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of PTSD, but I, we're, we were able to take a vacation where it was like, we are okay, we can spend the money. And so the whole time he's just going, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And so that's my, I get to be submissive and say, okay. <laughs> Submission's not always a bad thing. It isn't a bad thing. Anybody else? Just if it's become more difficult, or how you would say, say that, or even the good things. So I'll say, um, prior to marriage, like the budget, I didn't budget, and then, but like at some point, you know, I started giving or whatever, but. Um, but I would say once we got married and we started budgeting, like I grew tremendously. And one, one like um, simple thing that they, that they uh, I think at the time, we've done a couple of different uh, budgets, but at the time they said, whatever you do, be sure and pray together. Like before you start, it's like that. I mean, money could be several of the reasons for like a divorce or whatever. And like, so, so just uh, praying, I mean, like it grew us as far as praying together and then like line, aligning, not just us, but with to God, like to God's glory or whatever. So. Mm -hmm. And like speaking to Catherine's point, we're the opposite, I guess. So I'd have to submit to him wanting to save versus spend because <laughs> we're a little bit opposite. But looking back, I'm so thankful for that. I didn't need to do that. And I needed to submit under him on that and to pray through that. And so it's a blessing. Mm -hmm. It is. Even though at the time you're just like, you are such <laughs> a tight wad. <laughs> but it's been, it's good. Well. It's good. It's just funny because it's the opposite of what you're saying at our house. Yeah, yeah Brooke and I were talking about this and we, we were talking about we didn't have any money to manage before mm -hmm. we got married. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we literally, when we got married, had zero income we just had debt from school and so um we've had to grow in that together which has been a at times painful process but it but it's just a part of that you know god's grace and marriage sanctifying you and growing you through that you know and i think we've both learned a little more patience um putting off things that we might want you know uh and uh you know, we've learned a lot of lessons the hard way, but uh, I think that it's it's only 
uh, grown us closer, but we, we've got a long way to go, I think, in, in that aspect of our marriage, too. But it's just a, a part of working through it over time. Okay, and let's just go ahead and go to the fifth question. So what has helped you grow in the grace of giving? Being given to. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, being given to. Uh, I mean, like, you guys know, over the past, you know, last year for us was, you know, crazy. And we were blessed in so many different ways um, by people. And so, um, and that wasn't the first time. I mean, there were people who just randomly would give us, you know, if we went out to eat, I, I, can, I can pretty much say that if any person in this room or in this church took us out to eat, I don't know that any of one of them would have let us pay, and I don't know why that is. Um, so little things like that, and even, you know, big things like, you know, handing us a check that, uh, that blesses us in big ways. So now that I feel like we are in a more financially, you know, <laughs> solid position than we ever have been, um, looking back and thinking about when we were in a really difficult places, um, the way that people blessed us, it's like, why would I not want to do that to somebody else? Mm-hmm. So the grace of receiving, mm-hmm. yeah, like inspire the grace of giving. Mm-hmm. Kind sure. Of. Yeah. For me, it's really—I don't know if you can hear me. For me, it is that marriage dynamic. I didn't have a lot of money to give away before we were married because I was always in school or doing something like that so I could give to the church but there wasn't a lot of extra giving beyond that because I didn't have a lot of money Um, I got my first like real job right as we were about to get married and I think just being a couple and having different things that the Lord laid on our heart has increased our giving you know there are things that weigh on my heart that I see a need I want to meet and he joyfully says let's do it sometimes not joyfully <laughs> or really? But then he says, "Yeah, if the Lord, if the Holy Spirit prompted you, let's do it." You know what I'm saying? And there, he's sometimes I question that, but no, I'm, I'm <laughs> But there's a lot of times when he'll come home. I mean, I'm at home all day, so I'm not really seeing people, you know, to give to in the same way that he is. But he'll come home and say, "Hey, I have this burden on my heart for this person or this cause or this thing. What do you think about this?" And just always being ready to say yes. I think that's great. If God laid that on your heart, like, let's do it. And I think just having two people coming together um, can sometimes make you more generous in other ways. But I think even if you weren't married, just being around friends and, you know, bouncing things off of each other about what you're giving to or how missionaries you're supporting or, you know, different things like that. I have friends in my life who tell me about things that they're passionate about, they're supporting then that influences me that you know that's not something that was even in my sphere like I said I'm not getting out a lot so I think just being around the body of Christ in general can help us think about ways we can be more generous present those opportunities I think one uh, one big thing for me is that giving it was always modeled in my life like growing up in, in my family uh, my parents were givers and uh, they were always included us in that and so I think about that you know as as Brooke and I raise our kids but um, and so it was never a question like when we got married when we started making an income we we 
just began doing that right away and Brooke never questioned that and it was always uh, just a part of our marriage and so I, I, I don't think if that was modeled for me I think it would have been more of a struggle and then on Anna's point you know getting in places kind of outside your comfort zone where you see needs uh, really really helps open your eyes to, to what's out there and the needs that are out there and it, it makes it easier you know you, you're a little, little more loose with with your money when you see uh, how much you have really and how some people have so little and so it it makes it a little more of a heart call to do that well, I would say also I didn't really question it but I would kind of gritted my teeth through it early on because I didn't really grow up with that example as much so um, I was just following his lead which now I'm glad you know I'm it's been a blessing so probably the most help for my giving growth in the last three to four years is just reading scripture more and so uh, so don't neglect that because um, over and over God provides for his people and so that that that's just huge for me I mean because that, that grounds a warrior you know what I mean so and he's provided for us you know if you know our story you know that we've been through more than one job loss and there's been more than one time in our marriage that it was just really uncertain and God always provided he always provided and so now we say you know if we both were to lose our jobs tomorrow I would not even I mean yes it would be bad but I wouldn't have that that worry because he's he's provided in the past he's provided for his people like Jonathan said that we can see through his word he's not going to stop we may not know what that looks like but he won't and like going back to that very first question we were talking through you know did you grow up plentiful or scarce money but and really all of us none of us have ever had to worry about where our next meal is going to come from and so I don't know that we even have any idea of what it's like to truly you know not have money for money to be scarce and so it's good to remind ourselves of that and to and just to remind ourselves that he'll provide and he always will I was just going to say, um, growing in the grace of giving, one of the things for me is uh, <clears throat> I always, I don't know, early on I you know, was convinced that you should tithe. I mean, that was kind of a part of it. So sometimes that can be on autopilot. Like I just think, oh, yeah, I tithe. I tithe. And almost like your heart is not moved as much because you just, just always kind of did that and, uh, and always felt like that that was um, just a – you did that and so uh one of the things that has helped like yeah in the last few years i guess i would say is um is the joy factor of like meeting a specific need in a moment like that to me like can get me so stoked i mean there's really there you could not tell me oh well you could go buy this or you could give to this thing i know now how much more joy comes through that meeting that need I mean, I could be thinking about it for a month, and you got to be like, well, don't be saying that to everybody. You can't really say, you know, the Lord's like, don't talk about that all the time. But it's, it's like, at the same time, it's like stirring within you because there's a joy in doing that. I think that helps me grow in the grace of giving. And I would uh, back up Ryan in saying, like, because I have been on the receiving end so many 
times, like when I went to seminary, uh, I was on this kind of big receiving in it, and those things, um, then I'll see somebody going into seminary or going to school, and every time, I'm thinking like, uh, they're going to be in a place where they're probably going to need some help, you know, they're going to need somebody to to be willing to uh, stand in there with them and support them in it, and so those things kind of like, you know, stir me. So I think in the receiving and in the giving, there's so much joy recounting those things in my life. It's hard to like get away from that. You know? Other things seem a little bit like cheap substitutes for joy, you know, or whatever. Anybody else? Question number six, of the financial decisions that you've made, which may have seemed most foolish in the eyes of the world that you made because you were a Christian? Um, this one is, I, I guess, in some ways a little bit controversial maybe um, because we, and so to preface it, um, this is a decision that we made uh, as a couple that we felt was best. Um, but we decided from the time we got married um, that once we had kids um, that she was going to stay home uh, with the kids. Um, and so when we first got married, we were both working. In fact, she made more than I did. Um, she was, you know, the banker. She's over there just rolling in the cash. Uh, and <laughs> anyway, so that, uh, you know, for the world, the world looking at us for our first six, seven, eight years of marriage, would have said, why in the world is she not going to work? Like, any, anybody would have looked at our situation, and that would have been the first thing that they would have counseled us to do. One, Ryan, quit your job and find a different one. Two, Catherine, get a job. Y'all need to both be working. This, I mean, it's clear. And we, we were very just confident that God would provide for us in the place that we were. Um, we knew that we were being obedient to what we felt um, you know, the Lord had called us to, and so we continued in that, and, you know, he did, like, like Joanne said a minute ago, there were years where we look back, and like, I was doing our taxes, and I'd be like, oh my gosh, we lived on that last year, that's insane, um, and yeah, I don't know, I don't know why, why he chose to, to bless us in the way that he did, um, but he did provide, and it would not have been, and in fact, it's not even popular in the Christian world for, for a lot of people. And that's, I mean, I understand it. I'm not at all saying everyone has to do it. Um, but it was a choice we made, and I believe that we honored God by sticking to what we felt led to do, um, even when it was really hard to do it. Anybody else have an answer? Or they would answer question six? One thing we do that I think I've been told that that's crazy that we do and it again ties back to that just not wanting to be in debt for anything outside of our home mm -hmm. and so starting with the last and we've not always done this this is a more recent decision just trying to move more to that but we don't um, finance our cars yeah. and I would have said 15 years ago well that's crazy who can buy a car in cash you have to finance a car everybody that's normal and I can tell you it's possible it's possible to not do it and it's freeing again to not owe 
anybody anything except for our home. And so just to say, I think people think that's probably foolish that we do. And not necessarily it's a Christian decision. It's just a decision we feel convicted about, kind of like y'all feel convicted about Catherine staying home. But, um, but it's possible. We're in that boat too. We um, we have paid cash for all of my vehicles. Ryan is still driving the same car he got when he was 18 years old. That's why it looks the way it looks. Awesome. But awesome. <laughs> but we have upsized. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Go ahead. He's alluding to the fact that I backed into it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. No, but I did. Um, what was I saying? I'm sorry, Catherine. I just thought that was funny. I thought so that. Oh, so we, we've paid cash for all of our cars, and part of that was because we absolutely wanted to stay out of debt, but also we never knew um, if he was going to lose his job, and then we're going to be stuck with these payments we can't make. <laughs> so we, uh, we've always had to buy very well-loved vehicles. <laughs> And I'm currently driving one of those, but he really is starting to need a new car. And so we're, we're kind of trying to balance at this point how, so we have a, a chunk of cash saved up for his vehicle, but do we spend all of it in order to buy him something new that will last him another 10 years or so? Uh, do we spend maybe half of it and then put some of it on um, like a loan? So that's, we don't have it all figured out, but we're just like trying to really cautiously walk into, do we want to get into any kind of debt or just continue with what we've been doing? Continue with what you've been doing. <laughs> sure. okay. Just kidding. No, um, so let's say uh, if there's a, we have a couple minutes here. If you have a question, we'll just kind of, if somebody wants to answer um, that question or we may just all say like, ah. But if you have a question, um, I'd love for you to be able to ask it. said we were not going to say Dave Ramsey's name, name yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a big influence I'm, I'm sorry I'm answering for him because he really did push me like he was like let's do this budget let's do this budget and I was like let's not do this budget because <laughs> I mean you think here you hear budget and you think restricted I'm going to be restricted on what I get to do and I don't want that and um, he finally made me read Dave Ramsey's book and the light clicked on and a budget is not restrictive a budget is free anyway sorry he said Jonathan I answered they have a photo with Dave they have a photo with Dave, Dave Ramsey too. it's like over the over the heart I'm just kidding I don't even know the answer uh, I probably grew up somewhat rigid in certain areas um, but like I said I, I mean I guess in a simplest form I had a budget before but it wasn't even laid out in a plan form um, I don't know. I, I guess over the years, and probably somebody older and wiser probably just said, it's kind of like reading scripture. I mean, it's just a discipline. Um, not every day is it smooth and easy and fun, but in the end, it's worth it, you know? Like, so, but I wouldn't say, like I told you earlier, start somewhere and do what you can, and, uh, but leave a little 
open for to kind of be like Ryan. How do you get to the end of the year and you, you know, you did what you did, or you know, the Lord did with your money what He did, I guess, you know. And so, uh, be open that that uh, you know, if you can explain everything, it may not be God, but I was what I heard somebody say at one time. But you know, when you can't explain, it, it probably is. But yeah. I, I don't know if I answered your question, Carl. But <laughs> I would say too, just with the, I would say that watching y'all. Uh, and many of you would say just from a, being a recipient of being in their home, I feel like your uh, focus on, you know, planning your schedule uh, has not been like, because some people would be like, yeah, I have my schedule all planned so that people can stay out of it, my life. And I feel like that, that the Lord has really blessed y'all with like, I've organized my schedule so that people can be out of life. And I would, uh, you know, commend that too. It's not, it's not like Oh, I've got my whole schedule planned and all that kind of stuff. So, or the same way with giving. I think a lot of times we're not free to give when the need arises or we're prompted because mm-hmm. we're not prepared. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I do see that in, in you guys' life. And, it, and I've seen it personally, and, and most of y'all will probably say that. It's like you have to prepare for the moment when the need arises. And you do that by saving or, and not spending everything. I mean, that's the only way you can meet someone else's needs. And that kind of reminds me of Ephesians 4 where he says do not steal but work with your hands and then uh, so that you may be able not only to provide for your needs but to give to those who might have a need. Yeah I think the big thing that you kind of pick up from these guys and and something that we strive to do too is kind of being free of that consumer debt and just because somebody you know in in America we have the mentality if a bank will give me a loan for it Mm -hmm. I can afford it. Mm -hmm. That's just not true. I mean banks are there to make money. And, and they don't really care if you can afford it. They care if you can make the payment. Mm-hmm. So being able to make that payment each month doesn't mean that you can afford it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and a lot of times we, you know, kind of the sacrifice thing is you might not have as many toys as everybody else, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, they might think you're kind of goofy for making the amount of money you make and not having all the toys. And so, but that's okay because it, it frees you up to give. You know, like, like, like Jared said, there's a lot more joy from that than uh, your four-wheeler, although I, I, do, I do really want a four-wheeler. <laughs> just got to pay cash for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, but hey, thank you all for, like, opening up, sharing. I feel like you did a great job, and it's a real blessing. Blessing to me, and I'm sure a blessing to, to all of you. So we're appreciative of that, and we'll be getting started here in about five minutes.